0: We have to re-masculinize our men, and faith is a very powerful one that we need to talk about. It's very important for you, as a man, to have a strong relationship with your God. One of the ways to be strong for your family is to be in prayer and meditation. For a man to say, I don't believe in anything, is the worst thing of all. There's a lot of stuff distracting men. If we're soft and weak and we're all stoned and we've gotten rid of all of our masculine energy with pornography, guess what? We're not going to rise up against anything.
1: You're a man living in the modern world in a time when men and manhood are not what they once were. You live life on your own terms. You're self-sufficient. You think for yourself and you march to the beat of your own drum. When life knocks you down, you get back up because in your gut, know that's what men do you're a badass and a warrior and on the days when you forget we are here to remind you who you really are welcome to the sovereign man podcast I'm your man Nikki Balu, and we have uh, quite an incredible guest here for you MJ Durkin is the host of the top-rated men of honor podcast He is one of the top professional speakers and trainers in North America, and he's a man with a lot of passion to make a difference for men. Welcome to the show, MJ. Thank you, Nikki Blue. (laughs) The reason that we created the Sovereign Man Movement is because we see a missing in society. And what's missing in society is that men today aren't really sure what it is to be a good masculine man. And the world has been throwing phrases like toxic masculinity and patriarchy and all that other loaded crap at men in order to silence them. And this show exists as an antidote to all that. We are here to make men masculine again. We are here to help men tap into their inner warriorhood, their inner badass. We bring men like you on the show to explore these concepts. And frankly, to show the way to the men who are feeling lost. So one of the things that I know that you are a very strong stand for is faith and belief. And we believe that for a man to be sovereign, he's got a powerful relationship with his God. So I first would like you to tell us a bit about you. You've been on my other show, but the listeners don't necessarily overlap. So people ought to know a little bit of your story and then maybe bring it to the subject of the importance of faith to a man.
0: Nice. Nice. I like it. I like it. I'm uh, I'm honored to be here, Uh, uh, appreciative to uh, to be talking to your listeners, uh, both men and women. Uh, And, um, uh, you know, I really have a heart for the men. And, um, you know, the, uh, my, my, my background in, in work for men, um, uh, really, uh, kind of started when my brother and I both went through divorces. I started my divorce maybe, maybe a year or two, uh, before my brother's divorce. My brother is two years younger than me. I I was, I was devastated. I had been with my, my former wife for 20 years. Uh, It was our 17th year of marriage. And, um, and I was really thrown for a loop. I mean, I was really blown away by my wife saying, I don't see the marriage continuing about a year or so later. uh, My brother had the same, uh, same issue. And, and I was, uh, I was very fortunate to get around a bunch of great men who supported me and helped me. And my brother did not have that kind of support. And he was the same, uh, what, what I would call, we were, we were both what I would call beta males. Uh, we were, we were brought up to be emotional, vulnerable, sensitive. Uh, we were raised on the, uh, the, what I call the codependent feminizing love songs of the, uh, the the seventies and, uh, and the eighties, you know, I can't live without you, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm broken hearted. If you leave me, uh, my girl left me, uh, you know, uh, and, um, uh, I, I, w- I was able to put my life together. Uh, and, uh, my brother, um, was not able to do that. And as a result of him believing in the myth of the one, uh, of, of the soulmate, um, he uh, hung himself. At 47 years old. That's awful, man. This is, this is a, uh, thank you. As a result, uh, of, 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 um, of being a man who, uh, put all of his, all of his self-worth and identity into, uh, his, his, uh, his relationship with his woman. He's, he still had his family. my, My brother has five kids. Um, and, uh, uh, but, um. So, uh, so cl- clearly th- there is a, uh, I have a real heart for the men. Uh, I-, I talked about this literally on my podcast this morning, um, uh, on the men of honor podcast. And I said, you know, the, the, uh, we- men are committing suicide at five times the rate of, uh, women. Yeah. Um, they are, uh, lit- we, we, we did a, uh, uh, we, we, my, my, the beautiful Bonnie and I, I call my wife, the beautiful Bonnie. We attended a, uh. Uh, We attended a, uh, an an online conference for a business that we're in. And uh, one of the speakers, a social media expert, he said, he said in the United States, he was from Liverpool, quite a a crazy kind of dude. He goes in the United States, one out of four people do not have one friend. Yep. Okay. So, so what I'll tell you is I'm a stand for men because, um, because men don't have men in their life anymore. And uh and that was I, I tried to help my brother as much as possible, but it, it was too far gone. So um my mission today is is to uh is to help men understand that they need to have men around them in order to in order to remasculinize. <laughs> is that is that remasculinize. a word? Remasculinize, you know, I remember Colonel Blake saying one time on MASH we have to Quickly as possible, de um, We have, we have to. <laughs> the general was coming to inspect them. Qu- quickly, we have to. We have to dissembleize. Uh, so we we have to re-masculinize our men and um, uh, and, and certainly your your issue of uh, of faith is uh, is a very powerful one that we need to talk about.
1: You know, it's
0: it's incredible that you just mentioned
1: that statistic because that's a statistic I'm familiar with. Um, this is one of two new books I've published this year, Power of Connecting, How to uh, Activate Profitable Relationships by Serving Your Network. And in there, I quote Bill O'Reilly. You know Bill O'Reilly? Used to be on Fox News. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. he quotes that study that your friend from Liverpool quoted. And it's in my book. I talk mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. how one out of every four people in the United States don't have one friend. And for men... That it's, it's statistic probably double that. is
0: skewed because <laughs> it's probably double or triple right that.
1: because yeah. for women w- women women have way more friends than men do so if yeah. if that study was for men it would probably be one out of every two men don't have one friend I mean yeah. if you think about that that's absolutely insane and if you're having if you don't have men around you which is something you're very passionate about and I'm very passionate about it's very important for you. As a man, to have a strong relationship with your God.
0: Well, I I I believe in God. I'm a fan of God. Uh, God's a fan of yours. <laughs> I'm, I'm God is a big fan of mine. I have to admit, you know, I I I've I never would, you know, I never would be where I am uh, at the moment the if, uh, God a, you know, without without uh, you know. If God took his hand off me, you know, I'd be I'd be screwed. So, uh, you know, the Amen. so so what, what why would we want to have a a relationship with a higher power um, as as men? Uh, I, I, I'm always astounded by the men that don't go to the faith that they grew up with, their church, their, uh, uh, you know, uh, their synagogue, uh their mosque. Um, like what the heck is wrong with you, man? You know, like, (laughs) don't, don't be a dumbass. Um, you know, you, you, uh, oh, well that was my father's thing or my mother's thing. You know, um, your religion has been around a lot longer than you have. Yes. And, uh, uh, and it gives you an access. It gives you a doorway. Now look, man's religion is not perfect. It's got a lot of flaws, you know? Uh, and, uh, But but not as many as the
1: lack of his religion that has way more flaws than his religion does.
0: Well, here here's the problem. Okay, so so if you're if you're going to be a man and you're going to navigate this life, you know, what are you going to run into as a man? Again, I said this on my podcast this morning. So so you so you you think you're going to uh, you're going to find the woman of your dreams. Most men want to have a family. They want to have Uh, some financial success. They want to have a nice home. Uh, They want to have they want to have regular exciting sex, which, um, you know, they get married for, which is uh, an interesting uh, conundrum. Uh, I'm going to get married because I want to be able to count on having sex all the time. Uh, So we have to deal with that issue. But but look, um, you know, as Jordan Peterson says, you know, the flood is always coming you know? So the flood is always coming. So like, uh, so I said this morning, so, so you're, you're going to get involved in your, in your life. And then let me tell you what you're going to deal with. You're going to deal with financial pressure. You're going to deal with, uh, diseases, um, sicknesses, deaths, you know, my, my former wife and I, you know, our first baby was a stillborn baby at nine months and two weeks. Um, so so you think you can you you think you can plan this shit like, you know, like the flood is always coming. Like, how do you get through, you know, the death of a child or how do you get through a financial crunch or losing your job or or, uh, you know, a friend of mine told me recently, you know, his daughter started cutting herself. She's so anxious. She's uh, 14. A year old girl. And she's been cutting herself. She's very upset about what's going on in the world and climate change. And she's become a, a vegan and And he's beside himself. He doesn't know what to do. So how can you face, uh, uh, you know, relationship issues, financial issues, uh, health issues, parents getting sick, children dying? Uh, let me tell you, man, if you you, you want to succeed in life, Um, My recommendation would be that you need a source of strength that is more than your own ego or your own will. And that's why I recommend that men pray, that they meditate, that they find a religious discipline. And it should really be a, uh, you know, I I know that you have your pillars, Nikki. and, And, you know, one of those pillars should be spiritual strength and spiritual sustenance. So,
1: MJ, I think it's very important for men to have a relationship with their God, because if they don't, they're not going to be spiritually self-sufficient. They're going to fall for whatever the latest spiritual fad is that's out there, and they're not going to have a sense of solidity to their faith. You know, and for a man to say, I don't believe in anything is the worst thing of
0: all. Well, I, you know, if it works for you, uh, you know, fine. <laughs> the fact is, is you're, you're going to come to us eventually and say, it's not working for me. You know, I, I, I felt back, That's I told true. the story that I told the story this morning of a, of, of a, a man who was, uh, in my circle and, and, uh he he was sober for 25 years. And, uh, and, and he said to me, he, I, I I said, well, I, how did you start drinking again? You know? And I, I saw him at a recovery meeting. I'm like, dude, what are you doing here? He's like, Oh, I drank. I'm like, what do you mean you drank? We're just sober for like 20 something years. He's like, yeah. And he goes, he goes, I go, how did this happen? He goes, you know how it happened. I go, no, tell me how it happened. He goes, I didn't go to a recovery meeting for the last 15 years because I'm, I'm all set, you know, and he goes, and then I was at a barbecue and somebody said, Hey, how about a beer? And I was like, "Ah, I had one beer and I went home and I told my wife, see, that was no problem. He said, then two weeks later, we went again and I had two beers and I said to my wife, no problem. And then he said, and then within three months, I'm in my garage drinking captain morgan by myself <laughs> and i'm i'm i know i'm gonna get pinched for drunk driving and uh and he says uh and so i finally came back to recovery this was a man who lost his center he luckily nothing very really horrible happened to him he almost lost his marriage his wife became totally disconnected from him and hated the fact that he was you know drinking in his garage but that's a man you know his spiritual di- discipline was at those meetings where at those meetings they talked about God and a higher power and and admitting that you're powerless and and uh, and and they have a they have a, a step called the 11th step the 11th step is about prayer and and conscious contact with God he completely got away from that and he almost destroyed himself Now that's
1: very powerful, um, that 11th step, to have conscious contact with God. I really like that, to have conscious contact with God. What that looks like to me is that you engage in conversations with God. Neil Donald Walsh certainly isn't the only person that has the right to do that. And it also means that you engage in prayer. It means that you go to uh, to church or to a uh, prayer meeting or if you're part of a 12-step program to one of the the meetings that that program entails it means that you have conversations with fellow brothers and sisters in your faith so i'm a christian and i'm a brother in christ so there's a man who's a client of mine his name's colt what a great first name a colt right yeah yeah. just love that so colt um colt is a devout unapologetic Christian. He's just a lovely human being. So I have conversations with Colt all the time about God and Jesus and faith. And whenever I speak to Colt, I feel more centered because God has sent me one of his messengers and I get to have an opportunity through that messenger to connect with him. And I thank the Lord for that opportunity. And men who don't have this though, these are men who fall apart. They fall apart. They're not sovereign and they're if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Me, that's very powerful.
0: Well, uh, you know, uh, the fact is, is that, um, uh, you know, wh- when are you going to get strength? Uh, where are you going to get strength from? Wh- even if you have men around you, your, your men can't go to work with you all day long. They can't, <laughs> they can't hold your hand. I mean, you, you have to be a sovereign man. You can get support and advice. Uh, you can get uh, um, coaching you can get uh, mentoring from other men you can recharge your masculine spirit at a good men's meeting you know you can you can come out of there rah, you know and and feel great but but the fact is is I, I I used to have a fire we used to run a fire outside my house uh, in the in the woods here we have about eight acres of woods and and we had a big fire pit and we'd have about a dozen men. Uh, every other week around the fire, and and I used to say to the men, I'd say, you know, when, when this fire is over, here's what's going to happen. I would point to my house, and I would say, I'm going to go into my my house, my nice warm house, <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be with the the beautiful Bonnie, my nice warm wife, and uh, and 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 I'm going to live my life. Uh, you, you can do whatever you want based on what you heard here, but each of us has to go into our own house. And we have to, you know, uh, use the principles that we're learning here in our life. Everybody's going to go home. So I just told you maybe you should get rid of that girlfriend who is cheating on you. Uh, You're going to go home to your house and do whatever you want. And I'm going to go in my house and do whatever I want. So, you know, uh, the fact is, is that um, my God can be with me. My conscious contact with God can be with me uh, 24 hours a day you know uh and so uh so i i look to that connection to uh to god to source energy to the universe I, I don't give two craps what you call it um you know and and i'm a christian um but i i believe there are many many other ways for people to connect spiritually i don't yes. say that mine is the only way um and um, so I, my recommendation would be if you're you want to be a sovereign man, you want to be Oh, look. Here, here's the other thing you got to understand. Your your wife wants to know that you've got some some wisdom coming from something other than your asshole ego. Um, so uh, one of the ways to be strong for your family is to be in prayer and meditation and to d- discern what God's will is for you. Um. Uh, your wife, uh, one, of, one of the best things a man could ever do is take his wife to church, synagogue, mosque, and to sit in the front row with her and the family and pray openly um, in front of his family. That will sustain his family. Most women in in the Christian churches that I go to, because I'm primarily in Christian churches, uh, there's um, 40% of the women that are in church are there alone without their husbands, without their boyfriends, without their fiancés they are women are are really want a spiritual connection they understand it's important and there's 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 millions of women in church without their men i don't know what these men are thinking but if you want to really solidify your family um go to church with your family sit in the the front row stand up pray Uh, you know uh, uh, um, uh, you know, show, show your family that you are getting some wisdom and connection from someone other than yourself, that will really help your wife <laughs> to so you know, feel like he's got his act important. together.
1: Yeah, I think that's very important. And men that don't do that um, are doing themselves a disservice. They're showing that they're not sovereign, that they they're above it all. They're too good for that. But the truth of the matter is you were put here on this earth by by a power. You want to call that power God? Great. I call that power God. You want to call that power of the universe? Knock yourself out. You want to call that power whatever you want to call it? Call it whatever you want to call it. But that power exists. That power puts you here. You didn't self-create yourself. And it's very important as a man for you to have that because that'll make your family stronger. But even before it can make your family stronger, it'll make you stronger. You're not sovereign as a man without your faith. Yeah. You're nobody. You're nobody from nowhere, you know, and and, and I think that's very important. So, MJ, you are very passionate about being of service to men. And why do you think men today don't have their men, don't have that friend? And why do you think it's important for men like you and I to lead the types of programs that we lead to be of service to
0: men? Well, you know, I don't spend a lot of time in the why. (laughs) <laughs> because <laughs> I, 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 I think why is a uh, uh, is a futile question. Uh, you know, why is it happening? Um, you know, it, you know, we could say it's been the assault on men. It's been, you know, men should not have, uh, you know, you know, there's been a big assault on men gathering together as men. Uh, you know, women, women have invaded every male space. Whether it be a sporting event, men's clubs, uh, sweat lodges, uh, you know, you name it, in the in the in the uh, the guise of equality, um, which is fine, I'm I'm all for equality uh, of men and women. Um, But the here's something that the spirit's given to me right now. You got to understand this This is very important. Uh, and, And Robert Bly said this. He said that that you have to understand that true. Healing does not happen for men unless it's in a masculine space. It is only within the masculine that the masculine can be healed. It's not healed by the feminine. And and what we've learned over since the sexual revolution, 1965, and what what we learned was that if we went to the feminine, the feminine would heal us. And that we, we needed the goddess. We needed the feminine. Uh, you know, I, I said on my podcast this morning that it was the uh, uh, the doctrine of, I, I call it, you know, in the 1960s, 70s, and 80s, it was if you cry, we will give you sex. Um, so so the, the feminist movement was like, you know, make love, not war. Uh, we don't want macho, you know, John Wayne, Clint Eastwood, we've been hearing this in movies and, 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 uh, and TV for, for decades now, be sensitive, be vulnerable. Let me in. And all of our books, movies, every or the way that we learn culture says to men, you've got to be, uh, don't, don't be macho. Don't be, you know, you, but you have to be sensitive and, um, so men uh, gave up everything that the women told them to give up their male spaces <laughs> their getting together with the the men for poker for you know softball uh giving up they give up their motorcycles their guns uh you know well if i make her happy you know if i make her happy she will give me sex um and so men just gave up everything that was important to them including their Time together with the men, and I can tell you that my my mentor Carl Palmieri ran a men's team for twenty five years and he did it uh, every other Tuesday night for twenty five years until he he died a few years ago and um and he would never ever give up his men on the that Tuesday night for anything he wouldn't and and, and he would he would say. How his wife would say, let's go out to dinner instead. He he would even joke, you know, he'd say my wife actually, you know, showed me a beautiful negligee she bought and said, I'll wear this for you tonight if you stay home, you know. And his thing was, I got to be with my men. I can only stay sharp as a man to be with my men. And so men have uh, men have gotten away from having friendships and 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 they don't have male spaces that they go to where they can be masculine and get recharged. And Carl Palmieri, he always kept his masculine edge because he was committed to those men every other Tuesday. And, uh, so why it happens, uh, you know, at this point, I have to say, if you don't get men around you, if you don't have men calling you on your, your BS, if you don't have men supporting you, mentoring you, um, you're probably going to fall into the abyss of Addiction, affairs, pornography, weed, alcohol—it's a lot of stuff distracting men. And I, I, I kind of believe Nikki that you know that that our, it's it's, uh, it's almost a um, I think our culture wants men to be uh, drugged and mellow and, uh, and and you know all this legalizing of uh, of of uh, marijuana and pornography and all this stuff just makes men weak. I, I, I feel like there's a, a part of our culture that wants men to be soft and weak. If we're soft and weak and we're all we're all stoned and we're all we've 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 gotten rid of all of our masculine energy with pornography. Guess what? We're not going to rise up against anything.
1: Well, there's a lot of truth to what you're saying, and there's a lot to unpack on what you said. <laughs> so number one is. um There's an author by the name of Kent Clisby, C-L-I-C-L-I-Z-B-E. He wrote a book called Willing Accomplices, fascinating book, an ex-CIA case officer. And in it, he outlines um, why that happened. And his thesis is very straightforward. About 100 years ago, um, the communists took over their first country, Russia, and the leader of the Russian communist movement, Vladimir Lenin, wanted to um, create a worldwide communist revolution, a one world communist government. Mm-hmm. And he realized that he could not go and attack the major Western countries and cause that. And in particular, he saw his main adversary as the United States. And so he had one of his acolytes, a German communist by the name of Willy Munzenberg, um, go out. And uh, with a mission, and his mission was to weaken the United States over a multi-generation effort from within. And the plan was to start to weaken American institutions, such as um, schools, such as storytelling, Hollywood, such as the media. And he found willing accomplices, useful idiots, if you will, that were people within that had become soft because of all the great living that they had in the United States. And they were willing to basically uh, betray the great freedoms that the United States offered them. Now, this effort, multigenerationally, didn't really start to bear fruit till the, the 60s in a big way. But in the 60s, one of the first things that they did, and, and, and there's um, an American... Um, Couple, Cloward Piven, who were communist professors at Columbia University, that were all about destroying the American family. And the way they did that is they attacked men and masculinity. And so this was never about equality for women from their point of view, although, you know, it's a good thing to have women have equal opportunities. We all agree with that. But what we don't agree with is denigrating men and masculinity to do it, because if you weaken men, that's the only way that men wouldn't stand up for freedom, because a generation of men that fought in World War II would have ripped these commies' heads off their bodies and shit down their necks, right? (laughs) Like they would have done exactly that. But this new generation of men, well, very few of the men of today would do that. And and so as a result of this multi-generational effort, right now, you have a culture that is very much divided against itself. Masculinity, as you say, has been under attack. And all that's true. It's one of the reasons men like you and I have stood up and put up our hand and said, hey, we're going to do something about it. But it's going to take 10,000 MJ Durkins, Nikki Baloo's, and Ryan Micklers to write a ship.
0: Well, you know, it's funny. You, you know, 40 years ago, I started hearing uh, when, I was, when I was 20. Uh, I, I, this year I became an elder. Uh, so you should fucking listen to me, man, because I'm an elder now, and i I'm now my hair is getting whiter and whiter and uh, and uh, I'm getting sexier and sexier. Um, so uh, so forty years ago, I started to hear this rumbling within the Christian faith about globalism. And I started to hear. That there were uh, these these countries uh, or these these uh, uh, let's call them communists that wanted to destroy America from within, and I remember thinking, you know, that's conspiracy craziness. Like, there's you know, uh, globalism really. Uh, There's really people that think that we should be under one world government and that the United States should not exist. Well, uh, let me tell you something. Forty years later. I believe it now I, I believe it. And, and I'm, I'm not a person, I'm not a flat earther and I'm, I'm not a, a conspiracy crazy person, but um, I uh not being in, in, uh, in, in college now for 35 years, uh, or, or, or I guess 40 um, I, I didn't know what was going on in colleges. I didn't know what was going on in universities what I agree with what you've said is that they have become uh places uh where um uh where where men are supposed to be weak uh and and uh that they are supposed to uh subscribe to a uh I I, I don't call them progressives or socialists, I call them communists. Communists. Um, you know, they're 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 communists, they want to own your stuff and they want to have their elite. Uh, protection and their money. And then they want to give your money uh, and your stuff to the uh, uh, the, the working class. So um, I don't like to live. I, look, uh, my, my main method, my main message is that I want a man to be strong because I want to save his family. One of the first ways that um, y- you destroy a country is you destroy the families. And they've done a great job of that. They've done a great job of Displacing, you know. I, I said on my podcast last week. I said, you know, Bly, Robert Bly did a thing on. He says, he says, all men on commercials are portrayed as the doofus father who can't do anything, and he's like, the man can't even buy contracts. You know, the man is like, I, 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 well, honey, I don't even know how to buy contracts. I'm an idiot. <laughs> you know? So, so men have been portrayed as doofuses. Uh, the women have been portrayed as the uh, you know uh, empowered women, the women that get stuff done, and the man is uh, you know is ancillary. Uh, that's a problem. We we the men need to hold their families together. I, I mentioned this in in my podcast this morning. Seventy percent of all marriages are um, are are uh, divorces are initiated by women. They are and uh that's uh that's that's indisputable you you can't dispute that at all that's it, that's been proven it said it's been for years actually, and so so we have a we have a generation of men that are being i mean they're being left by their wives in droves, and the women are saying, "I have my kids, I have the house, I have my career, I have money i you are useless to me. I don't need you anymore which is fortunate, so the fa- but that's how they the, think. well what, but the family is suffering horribly. Uh, you know, divorces is, is rampant. And um, I can't tell you the number of young men that, that Nikki and I um, mentor today, the men that are in their 30s that tell us, um, I was raised by a single mom. I, d- I don't even know my father. My father is not in my life. I mean, it's more and more and more and more. We hear the, the young men of today uh, that um, have never had a good role model, have never had a good fatherly influence and these men are very, very soft. And they're going to run into the exact same, you know, if they want to, if they want to have families and they wanna and most men do want to have a family. They realize there's great, there's tremendous satisfaction in building a family and having a union with a, a woman that they're excited about and and that they want to build a life with. Uh, but those those uh those families are gonna to be torn apart much faster than. Uh, than the divorces that happened in the last 20 years, uh, it's going to it's gonna be an absolute blood bath, blood bath of divorces and families being destroyed.
1: Yeah, that's why we do what we do,
0: because what we want to do is we want to help
1: men that are feeling like they're lost. We want to help the men that know that there's something missing, that they're too soft and they don't have what it takes to really win in life. We want to help them win. We want to help show them that, hey, you can be masculine. You can be a warrior. You can be a badass. You can have a glorious life with an incredible family and you can raise fantastic children and you can be part of the generation that reclaims, as my good friend Ryan Mickler says, masculinity, restores masculinity, reclaims tradition and brings our society to a space where once again men masculine men are valued honored and freedom free expression free enterprise is the bedrock on which everything
0: rests well yeah our, our job is to strengthen the men and to to teach them noble manhood you know manhood. and and, and like you should place. you you should all understand that we, we are not uh, we're, when we talk about men being strong we are not talking about you know, some, uh, some, some Archie bunker stereotype, you know, of, uh, bring me my dinner woman. Uh, <laughs> you know, th- this is not the man that we are, we're talking about. We're talking about a man that is respected and admired by his wife, uh, that, that his children respect and admire him and go to him for counsel and, uh, and understand that dad might, you know, um, uh, might discipline us. If we don't do the right things, um, the, the father, see a lot of times you'll hear things from, especially from the Christian community, you'll hear things like the man is supposed to be the leader in the home. And I, I, I have a problem with that terminology because it's, it's just not going to (laughs) fly. And, and I, and I don't, I don't, I don't perceive myself as the leader in my home. I perceive myself as the foundation builder in my home. And so as the foundation builder, my job is to be solid, is to be, uh, uh, for example, um, when something difficult happens in our family, uh, as, as it will happen because the flood is always coming. Um, you know, I, I, I'll give you an example, you know, my, my, uh, uh my, my sister-in-law's uh, husband, um, lost his job and, uh, and he, uh, committed suicide by cop. Uh and he you know went off called the you know made a phone call said I'm I'm going crazy. The cops came and he pointed a gun at the cops and the cops killed him. And that's what he wanted. Um and uh and so uh, the family goes through this and um you know my 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 role in in doing this was to support you know, my sister-in-law and to, to, uh, to help her and to go see an attorney and to work on her finances. And, and, um, and my wife said to me, she said, every, everybody is looking to you for, for advice. Everybody said that my sister should talk to you. Well, that's because of spiritual strength. That's because of being calm that's because of of, uh, you know, obviously I grieved with my family and we 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 grieved the loss of my brother in law. Um, but uh, uh, but but stuff's going to happen to you in your life. Uh, and and you you should be as a as a man who has faith, as a man who has um, a strength. Um, you know, I, I didn't panic. I, I, I certainly grieved uh, for my brother in law and I and I helped the family grieve. But I also stayed strong, and everybody came to me saying, "What should we do? What is the next step?" And uh, and this is this is what noble manhood is about. It is not about saying, "Woman, bring me my dinner." I, that's <laughs> that's uh, if if you think that that's what you know, being a man. See, that's the found that that's building a strong foundation. You know, the beautiful Bonnie will say to me, "One of the things I love about you, MJ, is that." You're unflappable. You, you 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 don't freak out. You don't get nervous. You don't you don't break into into tears when something bad happens. You know, um, my wife can my wife can put her her head on my chest and she can sob for a half an hour, and I'll just hold her and say, "Okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I know, I know, I know." And then and then she'll be done, and then my my shirt will be all wet. <laughs> <laughs> She'll say, that. she says, thank you. I needed that. You know, I I don't, you know, it doesn't mean that we have an answer. Uh, most men shouldn't try to fix things for their wives. They should just let their wives they should just listen and absorb their emotions. One of the things that a man can do for his family is be a shock absorber of emotions. And um, and what we've done since 1965 is we've raised a bunch of emotional, vulnerable, sensitive. Weepy men who can't be counted on. and uh, so uh, uh, so we w- we want we want to strengthen and build noble men that can be the shock absorber and can listen and can be there for their wives and their children and be present and help them and have fun with them. By the way, the man also brings fun to the family. you you as the father should be the crazy screaming, you know, chasing your kids around, having fun, wrestling, you know, doing sports with them. You know, when we we went to the park, when I went to the park with my sons, I was the, the most fun father at the park. Everybody wanted to come and wrestle MJ Durkin and, and be chased around by MJ Durkin and to be flipped to get a little judo flip from MJ Durkin. Uh, because, uh, Cause fathers bring fun to the family as well. We're, we're very, very essential to the health of the family. Don't let anybody tell you, you're, you can't buy contracts. <laughs> you, you are capable of buying contracts. I know I raised my son, Corey by myself as a single and only father for 14 years with no help from my ex. And, uh, I did the laundry and I bought contracts and, uh, and I, uh, uh and and i and i i watched him on the stage when he, he he sang his first uh song that he wrote and i sat there in the audience and and watched him do that and uh you know and i watched him go to his prom and i and his and his uh and his middle school dances and i did all that and uh and that's what good fathers do yeah amen <laughs> amen And and fathers are also can be emotional and and can have emotions um, at the right times. Uh, And uh, uh, and that's valuable for your family as well.
1: It's very, very, very important. I got to tell you. um, uh, It's a beautiful thing when a man can be there. Raw in his uh, own depth of feeling for his son. I think it's mm. just fantastic. Well done. Well done, MJ. So the Men of Honor podcast, it's something that men need to go listen to. It's a great podcast. I've been a guest on that show uh, myself. And I'm, I'm a fan of you and your work. And I really appreciate that you've uh, come and shared some of your wisdom here today with us because our mission to help make men masculine again is only possible when all of us men who care about men and masculinity band together and stand strong for men, for manhood, for freedom, for free expression, for free enterprise. It's the only way. And I appreciate you for doing that, my brother. God bless you. Well,
0: well, thank you. We 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 do have to stand up for men. If we if we don't stand up for men, if we don't give men uh, you know, the the, the thing is, um, you know, at this point in my life, um, my job as a as an elder is to uh, is to provide an example and to teach the younger men what it is to be a man. And uh, we have we have millions of men that are available to be mentors, but they're just not standing up. They're, they're not standing in the breach and saying, you know, they're 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 going to Florida. Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, and I, I'm not against uh, men retiring and enjoying their lives, but uh, uh, after working their asses off for forever. but um, uh, but it's time for a lot of us to stand up and say to the younger men, this is the, this is the wisdom of a generation. It'll be lost if we don't stand up and do this. and it's it's right now it's for us elders to come forth and, and give the wisdom, put it in books, put it on podcasts, put it in YouTube videos uh, to disseminate it. I I told my wife, I said, "If if anything ever happens to me, I said, make sure, and I don't have any grandchildren yet. I said, make sure my grandchildren hear the tapes from the Men of Honor podcast. Make sure I have over 205 episodes in the Men of Honor podcast dealing with everything you could think of that a man should deal with. Uh, that, that he should learn everything from, from making love to his beloved, uh, to a financial success to, you know, today's, today's episode that was released today was called becoming a ripped and shredded man, how to set a vision for healthy eating. Uh, this is the stuff we don't teach men. Uh, and, and then other men need to teach men this stuff. How how should you be with your wife? How should you handle her emotions? How should you make love to your wife? you should you should be a pro. You should be phenomenal at it. you should you should make every experience for her extremely memorable. Uh, and uh, and you should stoke the fires of desire by understanding your wife's question. All of that um in in the men of Honor podcast on on every podcast service you can imagine, is available. And I would recommend that you go back to episode number one, which is in there. 205 episodes ago and I would listen to every single one for 205 days and it'll strengthen you up I've literally had men say to me I, I had a man um actually' from Canada actually um'm trying to think of where I think he's around the Toronto area and he said to me uh he said, I started listening to the men of honor podcast he said uh my uh, relationship uh he said I figured I was going to give my my uh, marriage one more year and then I'm out not having sex uh there's no spark i don't like what's going on in my marriage he said i listened to one particular episode of the men of honor i listened to it like 12 times he said i listened to a couple other episodes and then he said he said uh he wrote me an email he said last month it was a private message on facebook he goes last month i had more sex last month than i had in all of last year he said (laughs) (laughs) There you go. So
1: that's a, that's a little plug. That's a little plug for the minimum. There you go. MJ, thanks again for coming here, man, and sharing your wisdom with us. God bless you, brother. Catch you on the thanks next. Thanks so time. much, Nikki. Live it up. Ciao, ciao. Thank you for listening to the Sovereign Man podcast. If you're ready to take charge of your life and become the man you've always wanted to be, we invite you to join the movement at SovereignMan.ca.